Hello and welcome to episode 12 of Matthew Unmuted. So I'm sitting here with my green tea and um, trying to make sure that my voice sounds okay. I've been doing about 10 hours of PT over the past two days. So I did eight yesterday and uh, two this morning. And then I've done a lot of checking, so my voice sounds a little bit weird. And um, I'm hoping it doesn't crack between now and the end of the episode. Um, but this episode is a really important one for me as a coach. Um, it's going to be called All Things Lifting. And what I'm going to be talking about in this episode is I'm going to be going into detail a little bit about weightlifting, talking about my journey with weightlifting, giving some tips out to any beginners out there that are going into weightlifting and helping people realize all the different types of weightlifting, all the different types of benefits it can have and how it can actually change your life in a really positive way. So what I'm going to start the episode with is a little bit of a kind of background into how I got into weightlifting and how it's actually changed me as a person. So this will take a few minutes, don't worry, I'm not going to go on for ages about my journey, but I want to help people realize why I got into lifting so passionately and why I enjoy it so much today. Um, so when I started weightlifting, it was in my uh, college course, that's when I really started doing it properly anyway. And uh, I was known as the kind of skinny boy in the class. Like I was very, very much like um, no muscle. Uh, I had little strength and I didn't really understand how to lift. Um, it took me quite a while to pick up things like deadlifts, squats. And I was quite slow to learn at certain things. Like in terms of the book stuff, the, the written stuff, I was absolutely fine. But I was a little bit slower with the, the lifting side of things. Um, now... When I went into my second year of college, it got a little bit better. I started to progress a lot more um, and I started to understand how to do it more. But it was when I really started to get into my lifting as a PT. So when I actually officially started working that I found a proper, real dedicated passion for weightlifting. And it wasn't down to me just feeling fitter and stronger. It was what it did for my mind. Um, weightlifting and just fitness in general made me feel so alive. It made me feel so confident in myself. And I think it's because I did start from such a low level and I built up and, and, and it developed into something I was just getting better at every week. And each week I got better at it, it built up some kind of amazing confidence in myself. So the reason I really want to kind of go over that is anyone that's doing weightlifting, weightlifting they are going to be a little bit um, inexperienced when they start. They're not going to know how to do it. But every week you progress, every week you lift a little heavier, it makes you feel incredible. It makes you feel stronger physically and mentally. So that is why I really started to find this amazing appreciation for weightlifting and for staying fit and healthy. Um, it, just, it just turned my confidence around. It made me feel like I was, it made me feel like I was something, basically. It made me feel um, powerful and strong in myself. And it's through that over the past few years that I've actually developed the confidence to do things like videos online, podcasts, speak to my clients with such a confidence that I understand what I'm talking about. Um, and it's the hard work and commitment that does always pay off for people. Um, so yeah, I wanted to start the episode with that. Um, just because I know that if I can do it, starting from, like I said, starting from nothing, and if I can do it, then anyone listening to this podcast can listen to these tips and they can make it happen themselves. So I'm going to start the episode with a little quote um, and it is based around what I've just talked about there. Never be afraid of being a beginner. So never be afraid of starting something different. Taking yourself outside your comfort zone is a great thing 
it's a way of self-developing and it's a way of actually progressing as a human being. So never be scared to go into the gym as a beginner. If you are scared, like I always say to people, you know, never be afraid to reach out for help, follow a plan and uh, ask friends, family, people that know how to do it. Maybe ask them if they can help you. Um, now, in terms of weightlifting, um, I'm going to break down a couple of different types of resistance training, weightlifting um, approaches um, and explain, you know, just how many different ways there are, there are to train. Um, so the first one is going to be free weights. So free weights are anything based around dumbbells, barbells and kettlebells. Probably one of the most effective ways to train because you are actually putting your muscles through stability, strength, and you're actually moving um, in a way that actually challenges your body. So it's definitely out there with one of my favorites. Um, you've also got body weight training, which became very popular over lockdown. So when I say body weight training, I mean push ups and squats. Um, Let's take a, a, a sip of green tea. Um, another one would be weight machines or fixed, fixed weight machines. So this would be like a, a leg press or it could be an exercise like a leg extension. So machines that are fixed, machines that are not um, involving as much stability, balance, coordination, for example. Um, you've also got resistance bands and suspension straps or su suspension uh, equipment, which are really good for, again, home workouts, great for outdoor workouts and uh, good for beginners as well. Another one is medicine balls and sandbags, uh, very based around, you know, training like conditioning and uh, great for explosive movements as well. So that's just kind of some of the main ones. And um, my advice would be never be afraid to try the different types. You know, there's nothing wrong with going to a training plan and mixing it up from times to uh, time to time. But I'd always say, um, as a main tip, make sure the, the top one there, the free weights, the dumbbells, barbell, and kettlebell is always something you consider trying because for me, it's the superior one and it's the one that can make the biggest long-term um, long impact on your training. Okay, so in terms of what is best, like I've said there, you know, I, I have my opinion on the free weights, but each of them have their own and um, their own benefits and they all have um different different levels of um progressions so you can make them all progressive and you can make them all re regressive as well so easier for each person but i'd say if you're going to choose one go for the one that suits your goals the best and the one that you're going to actually enjoy the most right in terms of the benefits to weightlifting now this is one that i think everyone should listen into because sometimes i feel people don't appreciate how amazing weightlifting can actually be and some people are still in that kind of routine of, I'm going to do cardio all the time, endless cardio, stand on the treadmill to lose weight, go for a run, lose weight, go for a cycle, lose weight. As great as those types of exercises are, I think combined with resistance training, you're going to get much better results. So in terms of health and benefits from resistance training, we're looking at improved muscular strength and tone, weight management and fat loss. Um, improved stamina and performance, prevent prevention or control of chronic conditions, pain management, improved mobility and balance, improved posture, lower risk of injury, self-confidence and mental health benefits, improved sleep, and many more, okay? So that's uh, a little list I made of some of the main benefits. And you know, one of the most important ones obviously in there is that self-confidence and mental health. And that's why I referred to it at the start. It's made me the person I am today. And I, I'm not even sounding cringy or cheesy with that. It genuinely has 
changed the way I approach things. And it's, I think it's definitely down to the fact that when I did start, I was bad at it and it just allowed me to boost my confidence so much, getting better at it every week. And if you have a passion in life, if you have a passion in your, your day, your week, you just, you want to go into that week and smash it more. You want to, you always, you always strive for that success. So that's just some of the many health benefits that I can, I can think of, but there's so, so many, um, you know, I could go on about that forever. In terms of, this is, an, this is an important one, in terms of how much you should actually lift, so how many days a week you should lift, this is a difficult one to approach because everyone's at different levels. But I would say that if you're a more kind of beginner slash intermediate, uh, hitting your muscles two to three times a week is about right for each person. And if you're doing that with quality training, it should be more than enough to build muscle, build strength, and build performance. Obviously, the further down your training plan you get, the more you might have to increase that. But for the general rule of thumb, that is enough for training. Now, in terms of um, consistency, this is probably the key factor here. If you're not consistent in hitting those two to, uh, muscles two to three times a week, you're going to have difficulty in actually progressing. And when I say consistency, I don't mean doing it for one week and then being like, right, okay, the results should follow. I'm talking about more of uh, I've, stuck for the, I've stuck to this for 10, 12 weeks and I'm going to continue doing it. That's when training will pay off and the results will follow. So a big a big um, influencer on this is actually something known as progressive overload. So if you're consistent with your training and you apply progressive overload, you are going to see amazing results and strength. <clears throat> There's my throat going a little bit there. Um, but progressive overload is basically, I'll, I'll break it down. In order to grow muscle, strength to be gained, performance to increase, the human body must be forced to adapt um, under tension that is above and beyond what it previously previously is experienced. So I'll give you an example of this, a really easy one. Let's say on week one, you were deadlifting 50 kilograms. By week six, you're still deadlifting 50 kilograms and you're still under the same uh, rep range and the same sets. The problem with this is you're not increasing mechanical tension each week or even every fortnight, every month. You've created no stimulus to grow muscle or little to no stimulus to grow muscle and it's going to be harder for you to progress. This is why it can be effective to have a set plan or have someone to coach you because by that sixth week, they would make sure you progress in some way. They'd make sure you were working harder, your time and attention increased, um, the weight you were lifting was more effective for you, so heavier, um, or your reps had increased. Something had made, made it harder to work out. And this is something that can happen a lot to people. They'll train in the gym for, let's say, like I said, 10 weeks. They'll stick to a very similar plan. They won't really adapt much. They'll keep the nutrition the same, and then they don't see results. But it's when you get all those things right that the results follow. Um, and I'm never, I'm never going to lie to anyone and say that it's easy because it's not. Like getting results and getting fitness in the real way is actually very difficult. Um, and for me to actually have seen strength gains in myself and in my clients, I have to actually tell them straight away, listen, this is going to be a bit tougher than it sometimes shows on the internet. You're going to have to actually work hard. You're going to have to push your body. You're going to have to be a bit more consistent with nutrition, sleep, and all those other things. And then the results will follow. So that's what Pronix, um, sorry, that's what uh, progressive overload is, and that's how it works, Okay. 
Now, another really important part of training, and this is something that probably doesn't get talked about enough, is rest and recovery. So I've done a video on this on my Instagram. I always tell my clients about it as well. Basically, you need rest and recovery for your muscles to grow. If you don't have adequate rest and you don't have adequate recovery, basically sleep, you're going to find things a lot more difficult. Now, let me break it down. Um, really, I'll, I'll keep it simple here. Um, rest is essential for muscle growth. Um, exercise creates um, microscopic tears in muscle tissue. Uh, but during rest, um, called micro, um, microblasts repair it. This helps the muscle tissue grow and repair, resulting in stronger muscles. So basically, if you go into the gym, have a hard workout, the next time you go back in for your workout, there's a chance your muscles will have to like I said, they'll be damaged before they go back in. So it's a bit of a weird, horrible process. It's a, it's a hard one to explain to beginners. But yeah, it's it's really important that when you're exercising, when, when you're um, in the gym, you are thinking about pushing your body. You are thinking about making some kind of overload in your training for this to happen. But it's also very important, like I've said there, for your body to rest and recover to allow this process to happen for you to come back stronger and build muscle, okay? Now, very similar to this, um, this is based on rest, and um, we have to talk about sleep. So sleep, I would say, is one of the most important things for stress, uh, for mental health, for physical health. Look at the top top athletes, they're always told to make sure they get their eight to 10 hours actually of sleep. Um, and for the general person, about seven or eight hours is enough. And I'd say six is probably the lowest you'd want to go. Um, but with sleep, try and make sure you're in some kind of pattern. Um, you know, the older you get, I always notice, like, because I was, I was, um, I think it was last weekend, I was out with a few friends and I didn't get the sleep I was used to. And I could feel the next day and the days after, like how much of an impact it has. It, it totally messes up your cycle. Um, and with with sleep is similar to like nutrition and training. You want to have a really set schedule and plan that works for you. So I probably go to bed a bit later than I should, about half 10, 11. And then I often wake up about five or six, which is not quite enough for what I what I do for the day. So, you know, being my own um, critic, I need to go to bed a bit earlier. Uh, so just make sure you're on a, a plan that works for you, a schedule that works for you. And never, ever forget how important sleep is for progressing. In terms of going, just quickly going back to the rest as well, I would say with muscle groups, it's it's probably about 48 hours you need to rest between sessions. Uh, so this means you shouldn't go in and do a heavy leg day like squats on a Monday and then go in and do heavy squats again on a, a Tuesday because it's just not, it's not ideal for performance. It's not ideal for you know, recovery, and you're not going to feel like doing those heavy squats again. I don't know anyone who wants to do that. But if you want to do heavy, heavy lifting on a muscle group, and then go in the next day, you're crazy. It's 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 insane. And uh, so just make sure rest and recovery is something you actually do consider in your training plan in the future. And often people forget how important that is. Now, the next one I want to talk about this one is huge is technique. Um, I really like I really push technique on my clients. I want anyone who I train online or in person to lift with proper form and know how to pick up a bar, a dumbbell, set of dumbbells, move their body weight. It's so important. 
And, you know, so many people online nowadays, you can see, even the ones that are sometimes at higher levels, you can see that they just throw technique at the window and they're trying to get as much weight on the bar. And in some, in some ways, it's okay to lose technique a little bit when you're getting tired, but you should be able to execute the lift properly when you're fresh and when you're not at the failure point. So lift technique, um, the, the main benefits with it is you're going to look more like a lifter, meaning you're going to be more confident. Um, you're going to understand how to move your body effectively, which is a really, really important thing to know. Um, you're going to actually get better results. So if you're lifting properly, you're going to have a much better physique because you're going to be lifting with effective technique, full range of motion. Um, and I would generally say that with lifting better, you're safer as well. So you're going to keep your body healthier for longer, which means you're going to get a more sustained approach to training. Um, my kind of first thing I always tell my clients is I always see lifting as a bit of an art and you have to kind of perfect it. Um, you have to actually understand how to do it to really, really appreciate how good it is for you. So next time you're in the gym, think about technique a little bit more. Maybe start filming your, your exercises and start looking at what could be going wrong in your exercise and watch the performance get better. You know, and if you're scared to do that, film your videos or film your exercises, sorry, then why not get a coach, you know, get someone to actually look at your form, your technique, and then you'll start to enjoy training much more because that's another passion for you is trying to get your technique to a better level, trying to improve your form. Now, another one that is, is based around rest and recovery is rest between sets. Now, I'm actually going to break down a couple of things here. So I'm going to break down rest between sets, how many sets you should really do, reps, and then exercises in your session. This is something that a lot of people will get wrong. So I'll start with the actual rest. A lot of people think that the lowest rest you, you like, sorry, the lower rest is more beneficial. But that really depends on, again, what kind of goal you're setting at. So let's say that your goal is strength. You want to get stronger. Why would you rest for less than 60 seconds? If you want maximum strength gains, if you rest for a minute and then go back onto your exercise again, you're not going to get that because you are fatigued. You've only taken one minute rest. When you go back into your next set, you're not going to get the most out of that lift. So again, referring to the rest, you should be looking at what your goal is, okay? So if your goal is more hypertrophy, so it's muscle building, you're maybe looking more about 90 seconds to two and a half minutes for your rest. If it's more strength-based, you should be taking about three minutes plus to make sure you're getting the best strength gains possible. And this could be a deadlift where you actually go in, do the deadlift, take your three minutes, and then go back in and perform the next set. Again, watch the results improve. Watch your, your actual general form on the next set improve because a minute is just not enough rest if you're actually looking for strength gains. Usually with my beginners, um, their rest will be quite low because they're not doing those big lifts. They're probably doing things like bodyweight squats and push-ups, so they don't have to take as long as three minutes rest. Um, and I will say, like when training does get to the point where you're doing these big exercises, you're probably more likely to do less exercises in the gym but have longer rests between them. So that's just a little breakdown of rests and stuff. Hopefully that helps anyone that's struggling with that because I know a lot of people do struggle with it. In terms of sets, now again, it depends on your goal. Uh, if you're doing strength training, then let's say you only do one set, it's not really going to be beneficial enough. Uh, there is some people that can say, like, obviously one set, if you're doing it with amazing technique and hitting, you know, hitting a really good RPL, RPA level is, is going to be beneficial. 
but you know i would say with that you need more sets if you're wanting to generally build muscle and build strength so with sets you know the standard is three or four i'd say that's kind of what most beginners do or even sometimes they'll only do two sets but again it does depend on what your goal is uh, for me each exercise i don't often do more than three to four sets there is a type of training called German volume training, which I used to research into because I found it really interesting. They do 10 sets of 10 reps, which is absolutely mental. Like they'll literally spend 10 sets on bench press, deadlift. And, you know, for me personally, I'm never going to program it in with clients or myself because it's a really time consuming type of workout. So I'd say make sure you are thinking about what goal you are wanting to achieve before you actually apply the number of sets you're going to do. But I'd say the general rule of thumb is about, you know, somewhere between two and five sets is where most people will train. Uh, and, you know, the common one is three or four sets with most people. Um, and the next one is based around how many exercises you should do in the gym. So again, this is a difficult one because it depends on your goal. But I'd say, and again, this is just my personal opinion, you know, I wouldn't be doing more than 10 exercises in the gym. It's just too many uh, unless your goal is more conditioning based, which again, it depends on your goal. I would say that if you're spending time in the gym to build muscle, build up a bit of strength, less can actually be more. So going into your exercises with the idea behind, I'm going to make each of these exercises quality training. When I'm doing my, let's say eight reps on my deadlift here, I am focused on the deadlift. I'm nailing the form, the technique, putting the right amount of weight on and see when you finish the deadlift. If you're ready to do nine other exercises, then you're probably not doing that exercise right. Uh, and again, rather than do a huge amount of exercises in one session, you could think a bit more, bit more about increasing the number of workouts you do per week and making your workouts slightly more quality-based or maybe even shorter, okay? Again, it comes down to your personal preference. But I would say for me personally, about six exercises would be the most I do in one workout. Sometimes a little more if I'm doing more conditioning, like some some rowing, some running. But yeah, generally between about five and six exercises on strength with quality, quality training uh, will be enough for each person. And if you're a beginner, then that should be absolutely enough, okay? Now, another one I want to talk about is um, some tips. So I'm going to give out five tips here uh, to help you guys just understand training a bit more. Uh, and then I'm going to finish off with a couple of little things, a quote again, and just help you guys understand how good weightlifting is for you. So first up, and um, this is the first tip that I want to give out because it's similar to what I've talked about in the whole podcast, is quality over quantity. So go into the gym with the mindset of making each exercise really really important some people just put an exercise an exercise in for the crack they pop in like burpees over a barbell they pop in um you know squats into lunges um jump squats into lunges they just put in a bunch of hard exercises to burn calories but realistically you want to put an exercise in for a reason if i program a workout i look at what i'm doing i assess how it's going to go into the program and i actually think about right how's that going to benefit someone if you are putting an exercise in, make sure the quality is there, make sure the technique is there, make sure you're executing it properly and think about how it's going to benefit you going forward, okay? Like I've said before that quantity is not always a good thing. If you go home and say to someone, oh, I smashed 20 exercises in the gym today, then I'm going to come I'm gonna come back at you and say, that's probably not the best way to train. I'd lower that down and do more quality training. The next one is compound lifts are superior. 
Now, again, these are all my opinions. You know, some people might listen to this and say it's wrong, but I just think that the squats, the deadlifts, the bench presses, the hip thrusts, they should be the foundation of your training and they should be how you're focusing on progressing. Those lifts are the ones that hit the most muscles, they build up the most strength, and they're the most in terms of like time, they're the most time efficient because you're having to do less for more. If you do one really solid set on a heavy bat squat, you're probably doing yourself more good than doing, like I said, all these bodyweight squats and all these exercises that probably aren't going to make you as strong as you could be. So yeah, make sure compound lifts are in your plan. The next one is keep track of your progress. I really see this a lot. People just go in and do their program and they have no idea if they've progressed. They start to get deflated about it and then they give up. So make sure you are keeping track of your progress so you can see where you've come from and boost your confidence that way. Another one is do a plan to feel good. So weightlift to feel good. Since about, probably actually since the lockdown, I've actually been lifting more for the benefit of just feeling amazing and feeling good rather than even, I don't even keep track of my numbers some workouts. I just go in, smash the workout, leave, and feel amazing. And again, it really is a personal preference, but I would say everyone should be exercising to feel good. You know, why would you exercise just to be miserable and just to do it because everyone else is doing it? Do it because you love it. Do it because you want to, uh, you know, you want to better yourself mentally and physically. And then do it to feel confident, sexy, powerful, everything, because that's what it should all be about. It shouldn't just be about, you know, oh my God, like I'm, I'm stronger this week. It should be about I'm stronger and feeling better. Okay. Um, and then the last one here, a little tip for everyone is do not compare it to anyone else. This is your own journey and uh, everyone will have both bad moments in their journey. You know, people always assume that the whole process should just be, you know, straight and it should be easy, but there's going to be, there's going to be difficult times. There's going to be times where you just don't progress. Um, and sometimes people can get bogged down on social media. They look at other people's results and they start feeling a bit low on themselves. But you know, I I always say try and worry less about that and worry more about what's going on with you. Have you lifted heavier this week? Are you feeling better in yourself? Do you feel more confident? If those things are all getting ticked off, then you're going you're going far in this. You're smashing it. Um, if you have one bad week, it does not define your training at all. So never ever compare yourself to anyone else and get bogged down on what anyone else is doing. Okay. If you can listen to that advice, I have all the things in the podcasts. I feel like your lifting will get better and I feel like you'll start to enjoy the process a lot more. This is my last quote off the off the podcast. I like to put quotes in because it motivates people. It motivates me as well. Um, and this is based around my, my three words I have at the bottom of my logo. Uh, the body achieves what the mind believes. So I always say believe, achieve, succeed. If you believe in yourself, first of all, then you'll achieve better things. Um, and those achievements will eventually lead you to actually believe in yourself, okay? So hopefully that little bit at the end helps someone. Um, I know that that's something I've done in the past as compared to others, but I've gotten better at doing it because, like I say, I, I've started to focus on how weightlifting makes me feel. Um, so good luck to anyone that does start a weightlifting journey. Um, hopefully some of these things have helped people. Maybe take some notes down. I know I covered a lot of things there. Uh, but you know, this is a 30 minute podcast to help anyone who wants to pick up weights, you know, start slow, start steady. And I promise you, if you stick at it, you'll feel incredible.